Hey guys, it's uh, Andy here with another episode of the Mountain Malarkey Podcast with Dave. Hello, how's it going? Feels feels like it's been some time, Dave. Yeah, well, yeah, I think... um... Well, I suppose it has been a little bit of a <laughs> little bit of a wait between podcasts. Um, obviously, we've been putting out the Tuesday tune in, but um, yeah, feels good to get in front of the mic instead of the camera and do a do a podcast. It has, yeah. I mean, you know, we we obviously been putting the Facebook uh, Tuesday tune in on onto uh, the Mountain Malarkey podcast. We hope you've enjoyed that. Um, but today's a little bit different. We've got um, one of our first guests, a lady called Kath Pendleton, who was uh, one of the uh, who is sorry the first person. Uh, to swim uh, a mile in the Antarctic Polar Circle. So she's in the Guinness Book of Records. She's got a great story, and um, we thought she'd be a great guest to have on. You know, obviously, I know it's different, it's swimming, but she loves the challenge, uh, you know, how to take on challenges, the why, you know, why she'd done it. And she's a, she's a lovely person. Um, you know, she's just like us, Dave, you know, from, from Wales. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we, we were talking with her and about ordinary people, uh, ordinary people, Doing extraordinary things, which we find inspiring, and is very similar to our ever trekkers. We think, you know, just all the yep. people going out there and pushing themselves and taking on challenges. And uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, obviously, we'll, we'll bring her in in a sec. Uh, you know, she's lovely. Um, she's like us. You know, she likes to talk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, <laughs> she'll admit that herself. What's What's great about Kath is that she, you know, she really does talk from the heart. You know, she wears yeah. her heart on her sleeve. Yeah, and um, she lays it all out, all the, you know, everything she's gone through, but also does it in a fantastic way. Yeah. Um, you know, and everything she knows and everything she's been through, I think, is is a lesson for anyone who's interested in yeah. any adventure, any challenge, because um, yeah, she 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 knows her stuff. Yeah, definitely. All right, Dave, we'll, we'll go into the recording. And uh, yeah, afterwards, we'll, we'll obviously uh, dissect it as we do. Um, well, we'll see you in a sec. So, Kath, thanks for, for joining us today. Um, yeah, I'm, you found all the way from Merthyr to um, Caffili. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, obviously, thanks for joining us. And I want to talk about, obviously, a little bit about your story, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, obviously, I know I've introduced you a little bit, but mainly why? you would do something crazy as this as well. I'm really interested to find out. <laughs> That's a funny thing. People ask me why, um, why crazy, but I don't see it as crazy because I absolutely love ice swimming. I fell in love with yeah. ice swimming in September 2015 after the second time of trying it. And for me, I don't see it as crazy. I just see yeah. it as opportunities. I mean, to go to Antarctica was amazing. That was just unbelievable to be able to do that. I feel really privileged. But as far as ice swimming, I don't think it's crazy because it's something that I found that I really love and it's the only thing that I could do that I'd say switches my brain off. Yeah. So I call it like like reset button or control yeah. out delete. Like so almost. Yeah, yeah, almost because um I find it really hard to, you know, sit down, relax, or if I go to a pool or if I go out on my bike or I, I don't run anymore. But my mind's continuously yeah. active, whereas in those low temperatures, you can't think about anything else about yeah. other than, you know, is my heart still beating okay? Am I breathing okay? Am, <laughs> am I still alive? Yeah. Yeah. Am I, you know, is my stroke rate the same? You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, am yeah. I getting clawed hands? And so when you first get in, I'm not going to lie, it really hurts. Yeah. It, it, that, that is the crazy bit because yeah. that does hurt. Yeah. It's like, especially when you get, you know, really low, sort of maybe under... 
five, three degrees. It's like somebody's got your hands and like shut them in a vice. Nice. And that, that's, yeah. that's not yeah. pleasant. But I know that that's only momentarily. So I think, ah, and my teeth, when my teeth hurt in the water, I don't like that. Do but, teeth, uh, you see chatter? No, they don't chatter, but they, 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 they like freeze. I imagine it's like, you know, when you have like a really cold drink and your teeth hurt. Yeah. But, in, but like that, but <laughs> yeah. 10 times worse. How did you, so I was interested, like you said, the first once or twice you tried it. How does someone convince you to try it the first time is what I'm interested in. Because if someone <laughs> said to me, Dave, yeah. see that water is covered in ice, let's go for a swim. I'd convince you. I'm very good at convincing people. I actually convinced myself because um, I was injured. I'd hurt my back and I was thinking, it's the end of triathlon season. I don't know what I'm going to do. And there was a magazine. It's called Outdoor Swimmer Magazine now. But at the time it was called H2O Magazine. Yeah. And in it, there was a big advert, I think, on the back page that was Chill Swim Winter Swimming Gala. And I was like, whoa, there's these people in the winter. The gala was good. So this was in September 2015, and the gala was for February 2015. And I just thought I'd really fallen back in love with open water swimming through getting back into triathlon and stuff. So I was just like, I've always swum. I've been a water baby all my life. So I was like swimming in the winter without a wetsuit. At the time, I was a wetsuit swimmer because everything, triathlon was wetsuit, all the distance swims were. So I said to my friend Rachel, I said, I've seen this and I'm thinking, I'm going to do it. And she's like, I've seen it. And I'm thinking, I'm going to do it. So yeah. we went to Brecon on a Friday evening before our triathlon coach session. And um, I think it was maybe about six, seven o'clock. It's just starting to get dark. So we're like, oh, do we leave the lights on? Now, all this, don't do this. This isn't the safe way to do it. <laughs> yeah. And we must have swam, I don't know, a few lengths back and forth. And we remember thinking, this is bonkers. It's 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 freezing. We yeah. got out, we got dressed, we were like, Well, I think we were in there about it was probably about twelve degrees and we were in there about eight minutes and we were like we got to the pool, we were still shivering and people were like, Are you okay? And we're like, We've been in the river and they were like, yeah. Why? It's like triathlon season's yeah. over <laughs> and we're like, No, no, we're gonna do this garlic. So I went again and I always say try things twice. Yeah. I try a bungee jump twice. I hate it. I knew I hated <laughs> it on the first time. So and from the second time I was completely addicted. Just the buzz after it. And um, I've never looked back. So I, I just yeah. got completely yeah. addicted and I was going four or five times a week. I was just, you couldn't get me out of the water. Deep in, it's, it's the without the wetsuit bit that I think surprised me when I watched your, your film was um, the first time I watched it because I kind of knew what it was about and then I watched it and then I was like, hang on, what? <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, like just a swimsuit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's what I thought. I, I honestly thought you'd have like the thickest wetsuit on ever because you know you've seen those Attenborough movies where they go under the water to film the seals. They've got heated water pumping around them, you know. And I, I genuinely, so I, it, it is pretty hardcore. I, I, I mean, yeah. it, it seems extreme. I think, well, zero degrees, it, it is yeah. extreme. Winter swimming is extreme. Ice swimming is extreme. So. But it's a competitive sport. So ice swimming is under five degrees um, and you aren't allowed air, any neoprene in sight. It's channel rules, standard bathers, hat and goggles. Um, Winter swimming, I think most of their events are, it has to be under 11. So um, for it to be classed as an ice mile, it has to be under five degrees. And to be honest, I was in water at 13 and a half degrees the other day and I was like, this is freezing. <laughs> so, um, you know, it's, it is great. It's getting really popular now. And I think, you yeah. know, people try it and they, they do, 
they get it, you know. My friends yeah. that were triathlons were like, you triathletes, they were like, you're crazy. And my one friend now in particular, she she's as, as addicted as me. She wants to go all the time. And So it's spreading in Merthyr now, it's, is it? Well, <laughs> it's, I think it's spread throughout the world, you know. Yeah. Lockdown's seen a huge increase in open water swimming. I think yeah, it's something like 300%. Wow. I've seen a lot of, I mean, every time I switch on Instagram, you see people like obviously tagging themselves like Wild Swim and all this. Like everyone seems to be doing it right now. So it's definitely popular. But bringing it, um, sorry, bringing it back to, to the challenge now, because, you know, it's a heck of a challenge, you know, and achieving what you've achieved, which is, was it, the first person to swim a mile in the Antarctic Polar Circle, right? Yes. Which is amazing, man. Thank Very you. <laughs> and, you know, a lot of the listeners who are trekkers and hikers and they're, you know, like us, ordinary people want to take on big challenges. So I always think, you know, what, almost with those challenges in mind, what, what motivates you? Like I know, I know you, you got you got kids, you have family. You know, obviously, you said, "What motivates you? What drives this? Where does it come from?" I come hell. I think for me, it just comes from within, and I think if you love something, then it's not as hard. You know, I've I've done some some big big hikes in the past, yeah. and you know, I was really into to hiking at the time, and you know. It does hurt sometimes, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. You know, when you're on a long. But I think, <laughs> and it's the same as ice swimming. It does hurt, you know. Yeah. I, 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 I say, oh, I love it. But I was, I was so focused for Antarctica. So it got to October and I was like, I'm going to have to swim lots. And then yeah. if we have a mild winter, I'm not going to survive. So that's where the freezer came into play, where I would... And that was a real mindset to sit in a in a freezer of ice water. That, that that's crazy. Yeah, ice swimming's not crazy, <laughs> but that's. A, I didn't know. I found that quite cool. Like, I'll be honest, I saw it and I was like, I want to give it a go. Yeah. What in the freezer? Yeah. You're more than welcome. You see, I, 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 I'd give it a hard pass. A hard pass, especially because. At least when, I imagine like before you get out the boat, it's cold in the boat, right? So it's got to be like zero degrees or something or very in the Antarctic. So the, the temperature differential from going, <laughs> it's not as extreme as maybe it could be like 15 degrees, <laughs> you know, and then you yeah, get in the freezer. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, the next thing you know is close to zero, right? In this, in yeah, the, the outside t- temperature actually yeah. does make a real difference. I was at the pond yesterday, so I'm in, and the pond has warmed up to 13 degrees, which okay. was like... Oh, don't get it's any warmer. Yeah, I'm like, don't get any warmer because yeah. this is really pleasant. You know, I don't want any. But when we got out, it was eight degrees and there was a real wind chill, and you really do. So it was actually warmer in the water. In Antarctica on the day, I was actually blessed with the air temperature. I think I'm. I don't even think it was minus. So really? I was really, really lucky because, yeah. um, you know, when you're coming out, I when I swam in Russia. The, the water temperature was zero and it, it had to keep um, like moving the water in between races because it was freezing back over and um, the outside air temperature was about minus eight so you really feel that when, yeah. when your arm comes yeah. out of the water but yeah what drives me I just absolutely love it and now that I'm addicted to it you meet I've met so many people through it that I want to nice. continue to do it so yeah. you know talking to you I'm like oh maybe I could do an altitude one you know so it's I think well, the, the world's highest lake. Right? Yeah, that would be amazing. <laughs> we could do it. It's weird. We've been doing some research actually since we had a chat um, about altitude, where's the highest lake. And I found out the world's highest navigable lake, which I'm sure, I'm sure we can go higher, is Lake Titicaca. Okay. Uh, which is in Peru. 
Yeah, but we could go to Gokyo in which Nepal. Which is in, which is about four and a half thousand meters up. You know, it's quite high. I know somebody has one. Lewis Pugh is in a high altitude oh, yeah. swim, and I'm yeah. not sure um, at what thing. So, but for me, yeah, yeah. it's you know, records are great. I mean, it was yeah. amazing to come away with a record, but that's not why I I, I went yeah. to Antarctica. But to I think I've always travelled. I love travelling and. I like to try new things. There's some things now that I'm older. I'm really scared of heights, you know. I, yeah. I joked about a bungee jump. You I think if you give me a million pounds now, you wouldn't get me to do <laughs> yeah. a bungee jump. And yeah. I was pushed both times. And really? Maybe for a million pounds, you could blindfold me, push me off, and but that, that's it. I don't want to do it yeah. for pleasure. Do you know what I mean? Where it's when I first did it, but ice swimming, I think for me, it's just that one thing that I found. I've missed it. I was really yeah. quite not well over the winter because we weren't allowed to travel and that's the first winter in five years that I've not swum and really? I I you d- felt that lack yeah I really felt yeah. it I was really low mood and even though I was sitting in the freezer every night yeah. <laughs> but um it's um I love that <laughs> it's the equivalent of I mean you know the last like we haven't been able to run trips since uh, March last year it was the last time we were in Everest region obviously we were lucky we were in Tanzania and I think a lot, all of our ever trackers and customers, it, they're like that. They're, they're in their proverbial freezer right now, like waiting to go on a trip. So, which I know, you know, I think maybe you can sort of maybe side with that a bit because you've gone through a similar thing. When the thing you love gets taken away from you and you're like, crap, man, I, I really want to go on these adventures. You know, I really want to take on these challenges. It could be hard, can't it? It must be really hard. And they would have experienced the same as us. That we, you know, you couldn't even yeah. go to Penavan. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't go to the Lake District. So even though you couldn't travel, you could. They couldn't yeah. train either. You know, unless they lived somewhere where there was a small hill on their yeah. doorstep, you weren't allowed to travel yeah. to exercise. So lots of people were doing running up and down they steps. Were, they? The oh, amount of people and yeah. yeah. virtuals in their house, virtuals in the steps in the village, and you know, I took up walking and. I wasn't doing much, but my mood was so low to get me out of the house. It was yeah. almost like, well, if I can't no. go for a swim, what, what's the point of going out? So my partner was really good. Yeah. And I thought in my little wonderful world that I live in where everything's fluffy, that we were going to be able to travel again know, and right. that we were <laughs> going to come out of lockdown and I was going to start the rest of my i7s challenge so that's what kept me going when he was saying right come on go for a walk and we weren't going far i bought an electric bike but january and february every night nearly i was sat i wasn't in the freezer for long but just for like maybe five minutes just to just to remember what it was like but i then when i eventually was allowed out to play in the water again i don't know if the freezer really helped that much yeah um but Imagine I mean, if you hadn't been in the maybe it helped you just in terms of keeping yeah. your eye. I think on it helped me in the focus, in being focused, and the mindset mm. of if somebody suddenly says in March, because that was in my fairy head that in March or April it was I, in hours. I, I, it was in, in hours. May. Too. I was going to go to yeah. Russia, and I meant to be in Russia this this week, but then what date will be the eighteenth? So yeah. the seventh, yeah, the seventeenth of May was when I was meant to be in Russia, yeah, yeah. and then. We couldn't, we couldn't travel, so that kept me going in the freezer. Then I agreed I would go at the end of May because the announcement would be made. And then last week I was like, I can't put myself through this anymore. Let's let's put it on the back burner for for, for next yeah. year, which is for lots of things. But then secretly I'm hoping towards the end of the year. <laughs> and so, yeah. 
but who knows but yeah it must it, it's so difficult when you can't yeah. do what you really I like, like it, though, to do that it, you found something that sort of uh, I mean you mentioned it in your in your film that um you know when you came back from Germany and you were in a low a low ebb and, yeah. and needed to find a purpose and I swim in uh, I like that phrase you gave you your mojo back yeah, yeah. Like you know that. and it's nice it's so good to have that passion I think and have something that you know anchors you to a good sense of well-being and achievement and maybe jumping in the freezer is just does that it just keeps <laughs> you, it. It you, keeps you tethered yeah. to that dream you know yeah and it you know and it it's always been exercise for me so when I first actually came back and, and back to Wales to live um so when I first came back from Germany I was in, it was in Scotland it kind of missed that I started running again and I, yeah. I, I was a little bit of a a runner for a while you know I quite enjoyed doing 10k races I would do a 10k race and then I'd find the next 10k yeah. race now I can think of nothing worse. But then <laughs> yeah. I, I moved back to Wales and I got into triathlon for a while. Yeah. I did one in 2007, swore I'd never do it again, but got back into swimming and carried on the running. Yeah, yeah. And then in 2011, I really got into triathlon for about four years. But then it was through triathlon I rediscovered open yeah. water swimming. So I did the channel and, and I've always been a swimmer, so I've always gone back to swimming. So even... In periods of my life where I wasn't doing triathlon or experts to Kenya or Bolivia or whatever, I've always exercise has always been something that I need to do to space out. Yeah, that's so. your kind of and yeah. Oh. So, so I was going to say just to clarify something we've been saying sort of off the cuff is about Kath jumping in a freezer. So just to clarify for those that haven't seen the movie, if you haven't, you should. Yes, you've got a chest freezer at home. <laughs> Do you, what, you turn on, fill up with water and you ice? You make sure you turn off though, right? You, you turn, turn it off. Yeah, because I, I, I seen the, I seen the sign on the top that says turn off before you get in. After a few beers, that's confusing. And you just sort of get up of an evening, go out to this freezer and jump in. <laughs> like, like so, so when people are saying I'm jumping in the freezer, we're not talking about like walking, a walking freezer here. Yeah, we're talking yeah. you submerge yourself oh, in the chest. It's freezer. a meat freezer, right? Yeah, it, it, it's it's a it's a household six foot yeah. chest freezer that yeah. well, it cost me fifty quid from Ammonford. But Brilliant. Jake, Jake <laughs> Kennedy was the guy that got me into it. I was like, if we have a mild winter, he said you'll have to do like the Australians. You'll have to get a a chest freezer. So I found out some more information, and my partner he's like, right. I said um, we need to buy a chest freezer. He's like, what for? I told him he was like, what? I said we need it. <laughs> So this was July that we were getting this, and I wasn't going until the following February. And um, I had a plastic shed two, and a wooden shed next to each other, so I started selling all my bikes, all, any spare bikes, anything out of the shed to empty this. And he literally, he said, have you measured the shed? And I was like, of course. <laughs> yeah. No. We had to the take film. the shed down and rebuild the shed around <laughs> the freezer. Yeah, yeah. yeah because it, it looks just, perfect in the... <laughs> but it's now been upgraded, so that shed's gone yeah, because okay. the doors used to fly open and it was freezing, and we laughed because we used to be out there freezing like every night doing this freezer. And now I've got, I call it the ice palace. Basically, it's a 12 foot by six foot shed. Yeah. But we've cladded it. Yeah, it's got cool. it's got a fire in there. It's got coffee making just, facilities. Just to keep yourself warm. It's got a sofa. <laughs> it's got some chandeliers. You're going to have to come over. Now COVID allows, I think you need to come and, in yeah. the freezer. I would love to come over and see Andy getting that, yeah. I think we'll I will more that. than happily drive him to have a go. I don't yeah. mind a challenge, but... Um, so, in other words, we're talking about the successes here and... Something that 
I know, I mean, you know, things that we've maybe gone through and I know a lot of maybe listeners have, is that, have you ever attempted a challenge and failed or you had to pull out at some point, you know, that didn't quite go right? Yeah, I was really thinking, uh, there's, there's been a few things. I've had events that yeah. I've had to pull out of because of personal reasons. My daughter wasn't very well yeah. um, a couple of years ago. So I just before I went to Antarctica, actually, the spring, summer before I went to Antarctica. So all of my events that, that year were wiped out because yeah. it wasn't well enough. So, But I was trying to think of something specific and... I have to think of one. When I was training for the English Channel, I did this event called the British Long Distance Swimming Association Champions of Champions. So basically, it's three events in one day. You swim nine miles. Yeah. You swim five miles in under four hours. And then you, whatever time you've got left is your time. Then you go back in, you swim three miles in two and a half hours. And then the last mile in, I think you get 50 minutes. Right. So... A mile for me is anything between 32 and 38. Five miles would probably take me two hours 50 to three hours 10. And three miles, maybe one hour 40 to one hour 50, depending. Yeah. Anyway, so off I go thinking, I'm not as good swimming in the sea, but, you know, I'd be training hard. The chan- this was the June. My channel mm. swim was in the September. I had my good friend Debbie there with me and... I, w- I was nervous, but I thought there's loads of time. Yeah, you know, yeah. even if I swim my slowest mile, I'm I'm going to be fine. So I was going around the five mile loop, and probably about halfway in, about the three miles into five mile, I thought, mm, okay, one fifty. That's that that's slow, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah. I did the five miles in three hours fifty minutes. Halfway through the five miles, somebody decided to turn on every wave machine, every wind machine, <laughs> <Yeah>. whatever. <laughs> So I went up the beach. My my friend was brilliant. She was like, here's your sandwich, here's your hot drink. I had 10 minutes. Everybody else had been out for about an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. I had about 10 minutes. I was like, right, okay, thanks. And it, I was like, it's really choppy. I can only swim one way. And she was like, just keep going. So I went back in from my three, three miles thinking it'll take me hour and 50 minutes, two hours. Yeah. It took me two hours, 28 minutes. Oh, wow. I had 90 seconds cut off. So I didn't even have time to go up the beach. I said to my friend, she was so good. She realized I hadn't had enough time. She bought my coffee down. She was like, drink this coffee, eat that. And he was like, well done, Kath, don't give up. And I was like, I think I'm drowning. (laughs) I'm not moving. And they're like, no, no, you're not drowning. I was like, I'm drowning. Anyway, so you had to swim around these boys and I could go the one direction. But when I turned, the chop was just so bad. Yeah. I had cramp. I was thinking, why have I entered the channel? I'm drowning in Dover Harbour. It was horrendous. So after this 90 seconds, she was like, you've got one mile to do. Just go for it. I was like, okay. So off I went and there was kayakers getting rescued. It was like the worst year they'd wow. had on history. I think 56%. Out of 54 swimmers, only 30 finished. Yeah. And I finished okay. the last mile with one second to spare. <laughs> one second. And That's I, termination, right? Yeah. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. So I got a special hat for um, being the longest in the, in the <laughs> yeah. water. Um, but although I was really scared, I just thought, you yeah. know what? I thought I can swim, but I, I just wasn't moving at some... I had chop in my face, I had water up my nose, I had cramp. But... Yeah. On my channel relay, I was able to reflect on that because we had one period in it where, you know, when you see on a film and a 
boat is like literally on its side in a storm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was in the water for an hour with yeah. that just getting thrown around. But I just kept thinking back. So that's the only thing that yeah. I really didn't think. Well, actually, I, I don't I don't know if I didn't think I was going to make it because I was just going to swim regardless. Yeah. And that's what I said to my friend. I'll, I'll just get in and do the last mile. If I don't make it, I don't make it. But I ain't stopping until they pull me out. And I was literally, yeah, they were like, come on. Yeah. And I, yeah, one minute. So um, I think it's just a case of don't give up yeah. because, you know, if, if even there was points in that swim where I just thought, What's the point? I'm not, yeah, yeah. I'm not moving. But it meant a lot to you, though. But right? it meant a lot to me yeah, because yeah. I was doing the channel in September, and in my brain, it was just like, if I can't swim, so in a normal swim yeah. in a lake, my times I would have smashed it. So I knew it would be longer in the sea, but it was just this, like this particular day. Yeah, they had a only had fifty six percent success rate because it was. It was bonkers. There was yeah. twenty mile an hour winds that were causing this massive chop. And, and, and the tide didn't help either. Well, because it, it, it was in the harbour, you would never expect it to be so rough. But yeah. I, I've, I've never ever experienced anything like it for yeah. for such a long time. Um, you know, on my solo swim, there was times where it was choppy, yeah. but nothing like that. And on my relay, that one hour when it, it was blowing this hooli of a storm and every time I breathed to the left, which wasn't very often, but the boat was there, I just kept seeing this boat inside and thinking, yeah. I think I'd run, and, and I had my head taken off by so many waves because they just Brilliant. come around the front of the, yeah. the boat and yeah, yeah. just as you least expect it. But, um, yeah, so that was a time when I just... It didn't go to plan, but... I. Still succeeded, yeah, with um, nice. with with one second. But you and know what? Even hat. even if yeah. I had, <laughs> even if I hadn't made it, I'd have still finished yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then they would have said, "Sorry, you yeah. didn't," because they they have to have strict cutoff times yeah, because it's for the safety and it is a test that sort of all channel swimmers do. Yeah. But um, it gave me the confidence that whatever the channel was going to chuck at me, I would stay swimming unless yeah. they pulled me out. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like you've got an incredible support network there as well. Do you ever encounter when you announce these things, any like naysayers or people that say you can't? Like, I'd always be curious to know, like, when if I said to someone, oh, I'm going to go swim down the South Pole. <laughs> yeah. Like, I imagine the majority of people that I know, at least, would be like, you're crazy, you're nuts. Yeah, I have lots of it, actually, from friends and family. Yeah. that, yeah. And, you know, still now, you know, some of my friends and family don't get the ice swim and everybody's like, oh, you're going to die. And, and I'm like, I haven't had a cold since I started it. It's yeah. It stops me being crazy. Do you yeah. know what I mean? It's what I do. It's what I need to do. Um, and, you know, my sister that knows me well is like always reassuring my mum. Mum, yeah. this is what she needs to do. Otherwise, she's going to be like yeah, angry and crazy. Like, Come on, <laughs> just leave so, her do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the amount of people. So the channel, I had a lot of people that were like, you shouldn't be doing that. You're going to put in so many hours and you could die. Antarctica was another thing. They were like, you're crazy. You've got two children. But I learned something really early on in the open water swim. When I was training for the channel, I did lots and lots of big swims. And I did a training camp in Malta with a guy called Adam Walker. Okay. He's the, I think he's the first brick to have completed the Ocean Sevens. He's a lovely guy. And he was doing like a motivational talk as part of it. And he was saying, he taught me some really good things, actually. He taught me never to think cold, always to think hot, because your brain can't think of two things at one time. Right. So 
I like always think hot, hot, hot. So you'll get me in the ice. I'm going, yeah, it's tropical. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like that. so that, re- that really Brilliant. works. So he was like, just yeah. all, and he said, always surround yourself with positive, like-minded people. Yeah. Because he said there will be so many people that could talk you out of it. So what I'm finding now, I'm a bit of a like, and my ideas, I want to do this, yeah. I want to do that. And it's great. And now my partner's like, just try and keep things under wrap. Like my neighbour, if she listens to this, she's like, you're not swimming the Bristol Channel over level money. But I think I want to, but I'm not sure. But she was like, you can do anything. You can go to the North Pole. You can go this. You can go to the moon, but you're not swimming the Bristol Channel. And I'm like, but um, yeah, so I think that advice was really good advice yeah. is just try and stay. Yeah. And if people know me really well and they know how much the ice swimming means to me you know my partner was really sad when I went away but he he knew how much yeah. it, it, it meant to me and he does it now he, he he'll get in was, as, as long as the water that. as long as the water's not choppy yeah um I'm doing um an event in Henley with the um this girls can campaign there okay. was a competition for six ladies and they've won lots of prizes and they're going to do their first ever mile. So I've entered him into the half mile. <laughs> I said, you're going to be there anyway. So, but yeah, I think it's just, yeah. you're always going to get that. So sometimes kind of, keep like, keep it to yourself yeah. or just stay with ice swimmers or stay with mountaineers. I love, I love that though. Surrounding yourself with like-minded people, but also never once then did you say that they, they almost convinced you or you heard someone say, oh, you're crazy. You can't do that. And you thought, ah, maybe they're right. You're always like, yeah, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to go do it anyway, and I'll talk to you after. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm a youngest child, so it's maybe like, watch me. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. Talk- <laughs> Sorry, Dave. Um, just, I think a lot, it comes from a deeper place sometimes. When people say, oh, don't do it, or it's impossible, because they can't do it, or it's impossible to them, I feel, yeah. sometimes. And I know, you know, a lot of Evertrekkers get that. Like, they, they've got to get their, like, if we get a lot of people come on and their partner doesn't want to go, say on a trip to Everest Base Camp or something, but they really want to go and they've got to persuade the the other half that, look, it's safe, it's okay, Yeah. but I need th- I need to do this. And that can be some, sometimes a big challenge is getting your family on board with you. Um, and I, obviously it seems like, you know, you've got, you've got a strong social circle there. Yeah. Who are kind of, you just go for it. Although we're worried about you, it's good for you and go and enjoy it. Well, yeah, my, you know, I don't think my mum really understood it. She understands yeah, yeah. it understands it now. Um, and she's really proud, do you know what I mean? But yeah. I think it's what you say. A lot of people don't even know, you know, the way I say, oh, I love ice swimming. And, you know, and I, I, I don't even think it of something massive because it's something that I love. But yeah. when I look back, you know, when we were locked away for a year and then I suddenly realised just how hard I had, had been training yeah. and... And probably selfishly a little bit consumed every weekend going to the pond, <laughs> you know. Yeah. No, we have to go to the pond, we have to do this, we have to do that. But, um, you know, my partner's kind of loved it now that I've got the yeah. bike and we can go cycling and stuff. But he, he would he would never stop me. But um, I think sometimes I do have to sit back. Like this summer, yeah. I'm doing loads and loads of swims in the UK. Um, so... The fact that we can't travel much has kind of fallen in my favour because my yeah. partner will just yeah. say... You make the most of the UK now, I suppose. So, okay, yeah. well, we'll make a weekend of it. It'll be really good. Yeah, nice. and, and he, he seems great, though. I think there was a really <laughs> there was a really touching moment in the video, in the movie as well, where he says, like, 
I was lost when she left. <laughs> you know, I think he seems like he put so much into you, the yeah. training as well. And then when he's gone, he was like, I, I didn't know what to do when she left. I was lost, but he, he was happy for you. But I love that because I was like, you see, that's what you need. You know? <laughs> yeah, he was lost as well because we talk every day, you know, on, on, yeah. on the phone, you know, if I'm in the car, your phone or whatever. So I think he was lost in yeah. in that respect. He He was obviously worried. But he never once said that he was worried. Yeah. Never once did he say, I'm really worried about you. He was like, you'll be fine, you'll be fine. And yeah. James, actually, who filmed it, you know, became like my, my best buddy as well. So, um, and another lady, Jane, she was really good for my psych, you know. Yeah. She yeah, was yeah. just like, you've tra- she, she swears every other word. She won't mind me saying this, is like swear word. And the night before, I was, I, I was a bit like, oh, crumbs I'd, I'd, I'd luckily had two swims and I'd love both of them and I was just like this place is amazing mm. to swim in and but you know the night before it was kind of that reality of the, all those doubters do you know what yeah. I mean yeah, yeah. all those people that had showed me leopard seals and and I'd still hadn't even thought of orcas until they showered <laughs> yeah. it before but um they're on the side of the yeah <laughs> do they live here as well <laughs> so um but um no I think he just missed yeah. he says it, that we stayed in contact daily. We didn't really because it costs a lot of money. You had to use like um, a satellite phone. Yeah. And it it yeah. cost loads. So I'd yeah, like yeah. phone up and say, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then he, he'd let everyone know. But I think just because I'm so yap, yap, you know, I'll, I'll phone him about anything. <laughs> I've seen a fridge freezer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you need an upgrade. I love that one bit at the end where it's just like, oh yeah, you're right. I did it. <laughs> you know, again, like, it's just like, <laughs> well, Sylvester was knackered. Do uh, you know what? That was quite, surprising you know because i a bit people think they know they understand what it's like to be in cold water and you get out and you wrap a towel around you and you're fine but you know it was like your recovery when you're in the boat Uh, and you looked like it was suffering it looked worse than when you're in the water yeah and then you were like oh and then you were like but i did it but but i was sitting there thinking like i I even said to andy when i was sat right where you are now and i said why isn't she in the bath or the shower it's 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 funny actually the recovery is like what i was dreading the most because the the swim is super hard but the recoveries can be so so hard and when i was at the ice champs in 2019, I think I keep getting the date wrong. I seen some really bad recoveries with really fast swimmers that were, you know, being carried in stretchers and stuff. And you so know, in it, Russia you went. To. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, I was yeah. like, I never want a bad recovery. Yeah. So I'd, I almost got really focused on the exit from the water as well because I'm not a small lady and I knew I was going to have to climb up this little tiny boat ladder. And I said to like uh, Monica, <laughs> I said. Just haul me in the boat if I look like I'll get in. Just haul me in. So your hands, they go like massive fat sausages that you cannot do anything with. So I was like, I want to be able to. So I kept saying to Jen, I want to be able to walk up the steps. And if I collapse in the room, it doesn't matter. <laughs> so um, somebody said to me, I've never seen you that cold. And I was like, it was really cold. But Brilliant. I think adrenaline's. You know, something else. Yeah. It wasn't until I got to the top of the steps that I realised my hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. and um, I had a brilliant recovery team. I had um, Catherine and Dee, and we only had our small room on the boat. And 
it was the Russians do something with towels where they do okay. warm towels and they gradually get warmer and warmer yeah. and warmer as you recover. But we only had this little shower cubicle. So they were like, do you want to do that recovery or not? And I was like, well, I got you both. <laughs> so they were like, I was like, go on then. And then I was really cheeky and I was like, might as well wash my hair while I'm in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> so they washed my hair. But then obviously you s- you see me on the bed and the, the shivers are, are kicking in yeah. then. But they didn't last long, which was really nice because yeah. that was some, you know, I, I was watching Lynn Cox. She's the first person to ever have swum in Antarctica. And um, they showed her recovery and she was saying she shook violently for an hour. And there was His like two people like cuddling her. Yeah. And I was thinking... I could never cope with shivers wow. for an hour. No, that so. must be exhausting, mm. you know, when you think that. But that was, I think, the hardest. Like, I was watching that and just think, because I, I like the water, right? But I, I, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I, I, know, I know we shouldn't say that, but I, I just, I don't know if I could, because I've been in cold water and my friend Stag do funny enough. We went, like, <laughs> gorging in, like, um, October. Yeah. And I jumped in this river and I turtled up and John, who's a friend, I did, I turtled up and John, because we had like life jackets on, had to like push me for a bit until, so that bit when you're in the water and you're like, they're going, two seconds, Kath, we're just going to make sure we got our checks. Right? Oh, that just, felt like forever. <laughs> I was thinking, I'd have just turtled up again and like drifted it off, you know. That so. felt like forever. My friend was like, they just chucked you in. I was like, well, there was no other way of getting in. But um, it's quite funny how you do adapt because when I first yeah. ever swam in 0.56, it was in Keeper's Pond the first season. And I lost, I was in there five minutes, head up breaststroke, hat on just like yeah i'm okay and i lost the sensation in my fingertips for about three months so wow um but then i swam there yeah, yeah. and I, I was fine i was fine and i think adrenaline's just amazing because i remember jumping in the water and i don't remember my fingers hurting i don't remember my teeth hurting i just remember thinking just swim and do not get eaten. <laughs> do not get eaten. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just keep... what kept you going in the back of that swim quickly because those buggers are going to come up behind me. Yeah, now exactly. Eggs in the orcas. Eggs the, in the, the orcas. The water wasn't salty or anything. So at one point I was thinking, oh, this water's beautiful. Yeah. And it was blue. And then like a little bit of green plankton or something flew. And I thought, that water's really clear. I'm going to see things coming. <laughs> and I was like, sing, sing, just yeah, sing, yeah, just yeah. keep swimming and sing. sing. But um, it was, um, I think. Some people, you know, yeah. it's not everybody's cup of tea, but I used to love caving, you know, at high school yeah. and I swam in the river as a child. So I think I did a triathlon once at Slateman um, and I didn't know I liked cold water then. Um, and it was 11 degrees and a lot of people went in and didn't even do the rest of the race. Jesus. And I came out in like about the first 10 because yeah, yeah. I loved it. I was yeah. like, oh, that was a fabulous. Yeah. And I didn't even know I'd like cold water then. So I think some people can and... You know, people say about body fat, and yeah, it clearly helps. I've put on a lot of weight since doing it. I think yeah. my body's just adapted to it. But then there's there's lots of slimmer people that that do it as well. Yeah. They I, tend to be a lot faster. I than imagine me. it's more mind over body yeah. in a lot of those I think circumstances. It's like any challenge, isn't it? it the is. mindset is probably it has to be right, and you have to, you know, because I think it helps that I love it because I could yeah. not put my if if I didn't like it, there is absolutely no way that I could. Yeah. Put myself do what you do. Through it. I so love it. Um, sorry, I, I just try to bring bring it to Yeah, we're off on a tangent here. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's great, honestly, but I know we could I know we could go on for a long time, which is awesome. It feels like we need a pint or something. <laughs> but anyway, I, I wanna 
you know, what's been your biggest lessons? Like, if you were going to share any advice about taking on challenges or, you know, what would you like to share? My, my biggest advice is if you want something enough, just keep going, mm. keep going for it. And I was lucky opportunities did come my way. Yeah. I, I wouldn't have gone without sponsorship. And I and I talk about luck and then people say, well, actually, no, you really made your, your, your own luck. And I think if you can find something that, you truly, truly love rather than, I mean, it was great that I got a, a Guinness World Record, but yeah, that was yeah. never what I went for. I was going yeah. because I'd been totally um, inspired by Jamie Monaghan, who's the first person to ever complete the I-7s when she swam in Antarctica. She had penguins in her video, like dolphins going Thank alongside you. her. Amazing. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I hope I get penguins. But there's so many inspirational people out there, whether yeah. they're swimmers, you know, there's, there's people inspire me all the time and, you know, I'm just like, I'm inspired at the moment by my octopus teacher. So I wanted to learn to free dive. And I just yeah. think, I don't know if I'm going to be any good at it. Um, I went, I couldn't clear my ears. So, yeah. but I'm going back. So it's like that thing of try don't, again. don't give up, try again, you know, and hopefully I'm going to be like, what well, my mind thought I was just going to put fins on and just be flipper under the water but it didn't really quite work <laughs> yeah. so but you'll find a way i'm sure yeah i think find yeah. a way and i think never give up and like you say don't think you can do it i think you've always got to try it so yeah. Yeah. you know the amount of people that are like oh i don't think i can do what you do and i'm like just come and they're now addicted to it do yeah. you know what i mean they maybe don't yeah. want to go and swim in antarctica but they get as much of a buzz from doing their five minutes yeah around the pond is me doing my, my, my 20 minutes. And there's so many nice things. There's so many nice places that you can go. And I think ice swimming and open water swimming, it's a really lovely community. It's really supportive and it, it's really supportive. What's nice is I'm never going to be a fast swimmer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I got to go to the world champs, but I got to go to the world champs because not many people were ice swimming then. Do you know what I mean? Uh, and and podium as well, by the way. And yeah, podium. so, but you know, I'm encouraging all my friends that are really fast yeah. swimmers to say, like, come on, there's medals to be had here. You know, yeah, you get can. Get out there and do it. Like. You, you, you lap me in the lake. And so I think it's just finding something that you're really passionate about, isn't yeah. it? And, you know, my partner likes hill walking, so Kilimanjaro's on his list, but I'm just, like, trying to push him towards yeah. Everest first because Everest Base Camp's always been on my list. So, so you do go to your lakes. Yes, yeah. I can do go. But, um, great, yeah, man. I think um, just find something you enjoy. Yeah. And I, I'm, I'm not very good at doing things on my own. I like yeah. meeting friends. So I meet a friend, Pam, in, in, the, in the winter. She did, you know, and she's... If I'm having a moment, she's just very good and she's very flexible. But yeah. then my partner's super good, you know. He'll come and stand on, on, on the on the side and he's the one that pushes me into the flipping freezer. He's like, <laughs> yeah. freezer. And then he just... I mean, he's like his sadistic mind. Yes, he is. He loves the freezer and I he's discovered because yeah, he keeps yeah. saying to me, how did you do this for like 35 minutes <laughs> nearly? So he's discovered now that when you sit in the freezer, it's almost like... A meditation you just yeah. have to shut off it's and good for your immune system as well right yeah I know, obviously i know we mentioned off off top of when we weren't recording about vim and that sort yeah. of stuff and i know I've, I've done something similar 
And it, it, it certainly you do feel good. You, it builds up the immune system. Right? Yeah, you, you said do. You never have a, You haven't had a cold since no, you've done it. I know. Never, that's, that's a good sign. But he's discovered now for the last thirty seconds of our five minutes in the freezer that we have to move our hands around, which is excruciating. The pain. So where I talk about that oh. vice thing, so because he's like, I want to know what it felt like when you were swimming, because I sit in the freezer like this. Yeah. <laughs> Don't move. <laughs> <laughs> and. Um, I even have like a, a pillow in there because like, yeah. I try and relax. So his new yeah, yeah. his new sadistic thing is move your hands for the last thirty seconds. So just kind of get. Good oh, it really yeah. hurts. Great stuff. Well, look, um, obviously it's been lovely having you uh, ever trek uh, HQ today. Um, yeah, Dave, you got any final thoughts, man? No, that's it. I mean, I think it's been really interesting and really inspiring to hear what you've said as well, yeah. especially about how you just persevering, finding a passion, persevering, and sticking to what you're sticking to that goal and then moving on to the next one i think a lot of people will resonate with because a lot of the things that we all do in this uh, i suppose it it all comes under the adventure community yeah you know we're all doing stuff that isn't quite sitting on a beach in menorca for two weeks (laughs) you know that's easy anyone can do that but to do what you do and to do what we do and and collectively what people will be hearing from you i think is really inspiring yeah and i think you know with anything this teamwork isn't it did you you have to have a really good team behind you and going on a trek you need but you also need to make everything a little bit individual because sometimes i'll say something and someone say swim your own swim kath remember swim your own swim and it's the same i guess you know when you're when you're out trekking it's your trek you know you can't suddenly walk how many miles per hour faster (laughs) than you normally would so it's it's trying and i you know lots of people were swimming lots of people are faster than me and i used to like have to zone out and think well, I, I can't catch you, yeah. so I just have to swim my own swim. And nice. it, you should get that tattooed. Yes, awesome. All right, cheers, Kev. Well, thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah, thanks, thank you Kath. for having me. It's been lovely. Well, that was that was awesome, wasn't it? Um, yeah, great to have Kath on. Uh, yeah, you enjoyed that, guys. Dave, what do you think? I think that was amazing. I think especially the bit where she says, you know, swim your own swim. Yeah, that's so. Yeah. Every, everything about that, I think, resonates with um, with what we do. You know, we're telling people all the time when you go on these adventures to, you know, you go there for your reasons and to fulfill your dreams. So do it your way. Um, You know, you don't need to keep up with the fastest. You don't have to worry if you're the slowest. I love that. Trek your own trek. We should do uh, yeah, we should we should we should put that on the wall. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's brilliant. No, I, I, she was just a lovely person, and um, as we mentioned before, you know, it's just an ordinary girl going out there, pushing herself, taking on these challenges, um, and she's so enthusiastic as well. And we got an invite to the um, the the freezer. I can't wait to can't wait to do that. Yeah, yeah. I I'm I could wait a bit. <laughs> uh, we don't have to do it now, but no, yeah, that's amazing. So we've got an invite to go and test out Kath's uh, famous freezer. I think we'll have to do a competition, you know, where we should see uh, what Evertrackers think, which one of us will stay another longest. <laughs> That's quite good, actually. I quite like that. Although, um, yeah, I'm not sure who will win that one, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, that was awesome. Uh, yeah, we hope you enjoyed it. Um, and, yeah, obviously, as always, if you've enjoyed the podcast episode, leave us, um, obviously, a little review if you're listening on iTunes. Um, and, obviously, check us out on all of the, the social feeds at Evertrek UK over on Insta and Twitter. Give us a little share. Um, and yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. Yeah, see you soon.